everyone. Welcome back. My name is Fyros and welcome to All Up with BMHM. I am here with Ansha and Tasnova. And we have our returning guest, Sawad. Welcome. Hi. Good to see you guys again. You too. So just to catch up our listeners, the podcast prior with Zawad, we spoke about um, his career, his music, and just his incredible journey. Then his like, you know, just like mental health journey, his journey of healing. And we decided to bring him back, of course, because we had such a great conversation. And this month, we would like to discuss more so of his journey within the mental health kind of spectrum, dealing with like his upbringing, even just us speaking about our childhood and gender roles and things like that. So appreciate you coming on, um, the courage it takes to be here. <laughs> so before we started recording, we we're actually speaking about just overall, like how you would um, describe or categorize like your upbringing or childhood. What was that like for you? Where did you grow up, by the way? Where did I grow up? Mm-hmm. I grew up in Queens, in Jackson Heights, in this house right here. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did elementary, middle school here. But um, I think the most notable thing, especially to other people in the South Asian community, is the fact that my parents were divorced. And it's been about seven years since that. And they were they've been separated for about 12. So it was a very unique experience for me to be raised primarily by my mother and spend some time with my dad on the off chance as well. Even though right now it's the opposite. I live with my dad and I spend the weekends with my mom. But yeah, it's been an interesting experience, especially since that happened right around my sophomore year of high school, which was already like a, a very um, turbulent time of my life. So... It was uh, just another thing to slap on there, but that's okay. We made it through. It's fine. But yeah. Uh, what part of the experience do you want to get into? Completely up to you. Um, I guess, so you were what, 15, 16? I was 15, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a rough age for just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was tough. In, in terms of just like your overall like emotional health, like how are you doing? Uh, at that time, completely disregarding that event, like my parents' separation, I was already in a pretty like whack place. Like it was not fun. Like I was not in a very good, I was not in a good place. But surprisingly, like my parents' separation didn't really negatively affect it much because like from the time I was 10 to the time that they really finally got divorced, I just listened to them argue all the time and I just got sick and tired of it. So by the time they separated, it's like, oh, wow, this is unfortunate. But I'm also just like, thank finally geez i've been waiting for this you know so it was great and it was nice because i finally was able to like see my parents not be stressed all the time you know as individuals so like it wasn't that it was a spur of the moment decision it was like years of coming to the coming to terms with the fact that like it's just not gonna work out anymore and they're waiting i guess they're waiting for me to be at an age where I'd be more understanding of it to be like, all right, listen, bud, this is happening. I hope you're okay with it, you know? But I fully understand it, you know, as an adult. I'm 22 now. It's been seven years since that happened. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it, you know? If two people are unhappy together, then why continue to do that? No, it doesn't benefit anybody. 
people say, oh, we stayed together for the kid. Yeah, you're not doing much for the kid either. I'm, gonna be, I'm being honest with you, you know? If you approach it in a manner that is easy to understand and easier, easy to empathize with, then I think the kid's going to get it, you know? Like, I got it at that time. I'll say, you know what, like... I feel you. You know, I'm tired of waking up in the middle of the night to hear y'all arguing. So, you know what? This is fine, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, like, despite that being a seemingly large event, it didn't affect my life that much, even to this day. You know, it's like it's been a very easy, smooth transition. And I guess I was just so caught up with everything else that I was going through at that time that I didn't really pay much attention to it. And over time, it just kind of like faded, you know, like I was just like, all right, cool. This is my new reality now. And I'm OK with that. I'm really sorry you had to go through all of that, like, you know, during your sophomore year. And just even if it does sound like, you know, you've adjusted and that, you know, ultimately you've accepted it, you know, from what you're telling us. But, you know, I'm still sorry that you had to go through all of that because it's like, you know, you were still like little and, you know, it, it's a lot to like hear like parents arguing and you know having to be kind of like there witnessing it all and um but still like just hearing that they were even able to come to that conclusion and like find like a healthy outcome yeah. that didn't end up you know negatively impacting you from what it seems like is huge like i'm i'm honestly like shocked at even hearing this out loud because i never hear anything like this from anyone's at least first account first hand account like from our yeah. community at all like never 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 and what but what i do hear is that everyone's parents are arguing or like people are waking up in the middle of the night so i'm just like wow like to actually think and see that like your parents were perhaps like happier individually and like, you know, together and that that's actually just okay. It's like, I uh, it, it's mind blowing because, you know, in our community, they really make it seem like, you know, whoever you're with, that's it. It's final. And, you know, no take backs, like no matter what happens. And, you know, that sets up a lot of people for unhealthy expectations and it can be scary. Yeah, no, I feel you. For me, it's like, what it took for me, what what I understood from that and what I tried to help people understand from that is like when I first told people that my parents got divorced, right? It's like, oh my God, what a tragedy. I'm so sorry. I'm just like, I mean, it ain't that bad, first off. Second of all, just like the idea that a separation or a divorce is inherently negative, that kind of drives the stigma a lot further, because at the same time, even in non-marriage relationships, you can have mutual breakups. The difference is legality or religion. And I, I suppose that religion is where people make that, draw that line where like, oh, you're doing something that's just not permitted. I'm not pious enough to know the, the details of that. So correct me if I'm wrong. But like, yeah, I just, I just try to explain this. It. Like, it's not inherently a bad thing. Like do, would, like, do you think it's a bad thing to separate two people who are unhappy together or to keep it going and festering and, you know, you, you involve and affect everybody around you? That's worse. Like, surely you got to rip off the bandaid. It'll sting for a little bit. But at the end of the day, you look back and you say, OK, no, this is a good, good idea. This is a good decision, you know? Yeah. And like, of course, like in our podcast, I do want to point out that. You know, we are talking about situations where like couples are able to healthily 
get a divorce and leave because like of course there's so many situations like especially in our community where you know there's relationships that are like abusive in nature and like divorce just would not be an option because it's not safe at all it's a danger yeah it's a danger to your life so you know we do want to acknowledge that you know it is like privilege in a sense to be able to make that choice and be independent and I'm really happy to hear that like you know your parents had that insight because you know they're they really like paved this way for you probably to even see that like hey like if something doesn't work out for me like you know, maybe it's okay that I'm not going to pursue it or, and you know, that can be in anything in your life where it's kind of like, not like, okay, I have to like, you know, continue with something that doesn't make me happy. Well, I wish it was like that because that'll make my life so much easier, but like, and this is not regarding relationships because you were mentioning everything else. If there's like, for me personally, if there's something that I really want to do and I just know that I'm just going to be miserable for it sometimes, like... I'm just going to bite the bullet and go with it, you know, like until I break through that barrier where it like finally starts to make sense. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to eat the punches, you know, I'm just going to roll with it until it stops hurting, you know, and I guess it's in some ways you can call it resilience. Other ways you can call it stupidity. Both are equally, both are equally um, uh, completely plausible answers. I guess it all just depends on context, you know, like for me the biggest example was as of late i don't know if i mentioned it before if if i did stop me but when quarantine first hit i was like i got fat like it was bad you know like i dreaded going to the gym i hated it for like the first six months i absolutely hated it and then now it's like i just can't go a day without it you know and it's one of those things that's like you just you just build it into routine that it's like yeah it sucks sometimes it hurts it objectively physically freaking hurts but it's for it's it it's not it's not in vain. You know, there's purpose behind it. So yeah. that's kind of how I view that. Yeah, but even like thinking that there's like a purpose for kind of like there are so many things that we probably do that do have a purpose with like kind of short term labor, which is still like you know coming to a goal at the end, which yeah. I feel is different than I guess what we were talking about before in terms of like where in like our community that goal kind of just isn't there because it's like that healthy medium isn't even there no because the goal isn't to be as happy as possible the goal is to put up an image as put up an image of being as happy as possible or like you know what does society think or like what does this look like to the outside world and I mean even like when before I got married and my parents would be talking to me about like relationships or like looking around like you know like one of the criteria they would met oh oh, like whoa whoa that guy's divorced or this person like even when they're talking about like just people we know like not even for me other people like oh yeah yeah I know I heard she got divorced last year or like something like that and like I would have to stop them and be like okay and first off like it shows that obviously it can go either way for anybody but to me like I learned over time after I like even had to unlearn about the stigmas of divorce myself yeah was like oh wow so like that person actually might actually be more committed than a lot of the other people who were meeting because they like were able to commit you know like you know that that can be one way of looking at it yeah it's just I don't know when 
something like divorce is going to be like accepted in our community. But I did read somewhere like I don't know where exactly, but like statistically that people are getting more and more divorced. But, you know, then I heard like older generations kind of mentioning like, oh, it's because like no one wants to work on anything anymore, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, it's actually because like, I mean, there's like memes on it. It's like, yeah, like our grandma like stayed with our grandpa for like 70 years because she like, you know, did everything and took on abuse. But like, you know, that like we're not willing to do that in our generation. And, you know, we have the privilege of unlearning all this stuff to know like, hey, our, my household deserves like peace. And like, we can't yeah. repeat what we saw in our household. So, like, I guess I also wanted to ask you, how do you feel or, like, if you feel, like, did it impact you and your own, like, personal, like, friendships or, like, even romantic relationships, like, being raised, like, predominantly by your mom in your early years? Yeah, honestly, like, I was actually going to mention something that you just brought up about the older generation being like, oh, people just aren't willing to work for things anymore. That's why there are more divorces. It's it's interesting because I like I feel it's like a double-edged sword, you know, like the vast majority of the reason why people are getting more divorced is because we just tolerate less bullshit, less abuse. We're not we're not we're not accepting anything less than we deserve. And at the same time, like I've seen like at least in pe- people that I know, I've seen relationships fall apart over the most trivial matters. Like there will be like lapses of time where you just don't feel a spark or something and people just think, oh, that's it. It's done. Like, we're out of here, you know? And for me, what I've seen is that, like, you can't expect everything to be exciting all the damn time. Like, yeah, like, in the back of your mind, it will be, but not all the time. I think that, like, my mom raised me a lot and, like, especially in such a turning point in my life, you know, from 15, like, from, like, all of high school. You know, it's primarily my mother and my uncle, too, her her brother, she was he was living with us, and he's an extremely independent individual. And I spent a lot of time with him. I've always, I always have ever since I was a little kid. So both of them, it's they've kind of taught me to just be more communicative about things. You know, I'm less inclined to end things with people over disagreements. You know, like personally, I would rather come to an understanding or at least have some form of closure if there is no other option. You know, I, I hate in like in a very broad sense of the term, I hate going to bed angry. You know what I mean? Like I like having things sorted out and figured out. Another big thing that I learned just from, again, seeing my parents and being raised by my mom and all that is that at anything, friendship or relationships, love is never enough right there needs to be work there needs to be effort there needs to be mutual understanding and you also need to understand that at the end of the day while you might work as a unit you're still two individuals and you will grow and your needs and priorities will change and it's up to it's up to your communication to like display what those new priorities are and work with each other to make it happen and i feel like that's where a lot of people fall short understanding that you're an individual along with being a product of the people around you. It's kind of an odd take, but that's it made it made more sense in my head. No, it completely makes sense, but I'm also like you learned all of this from your parents and your uncle. Like, I mean, I've been to Jackson Heights a lot of times and like I, I, my parents didn't teach me that. 
Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of it came from that, and it also came from my own personal friendships and relationships. You know, I was just uh, out with my buddy CJ the other day, and we came to the realization that holy shit, we've been friends for like nine years now. You know, we met in the freshman year of high school. And we've had our fair shares of ups and downs, but like ever since we became adults and more concrete with who we want to be as people, it's been a very stable friendship. And I feel like that's important, is understanding yourself while also simultaneously understanding your friends and what they need. And like not seeing everything as a quid pro quo kind of situation. It's like, oh, I did this for them, so they got to do this for me or vice versa. Yeah, it's just like you... Be the best version of yourself for your people. And they're going to return that just because you pushed them up, not because it's an obligation. So that's that's a lot of how I saw it. I was just going to say a lot of um, what I've been hearing is just like something that I was going to mention that like, in my opinion, I correct me if you guys disagree, but a lot in our community, like we, like the older generation, like our parents or grandparents, they don't really value or know the concept of self-care. And I think that's like a lot of what you guys have been mentioning that I think a big step of talking to your spouse and be like, oh, maybe we should separate and then we should divorce. It's more so for yourself so that you can protect yourself and prioritize your self-care which I think is something that like my parents <laughs> don't understand the concept of whatsoever and I think that goes off like most Bengali households and parents because they're just like no we're gonna fight and who cares who listens to us who cares if our parents like our kids listen to us we're gonna fight because uh, whatever and we're gonna stay in this relationship because we have to stay for the kids we have to stay for like our you guys mentioned it the image like what that has to be like they don't ever care about oh I'm miserable I'm depressed from what my husband told me or like not bashing on all men in, in in the community but like it could also be the other way where like wives might like assume certain things from the husband that might be a thing where like they're just so quick to be like oh what's this what's that and they're always so snappy with comeback so it is like on both ends but it's never so that like they want to they they come to the realization that they should just separate from each other not and that's not a bad thing, like you guys were saying. So I feel like the simple fact that they're not prioritizing their self-care inhibits them from being their happiest. Yeah. I also think there's kind of like a fine line between making separation a less stigmatized option and also understanding like when to really choose that option. Because there's some situations where it's just the only option. You know, if there's any form of abuse, negligence, or it's just been too long that you're just miserable and you exhausted all other options to try to make things work, then yeah, that person's just not right for you, you know? But again, like I said, when there when there's a lull in the relationship, when things just aren't really clicking all that much, there should at least first be an effort to understand why and try to make it work if you really want to. And then you could decide like, yeah, we're just not right for each other i don't know if that yeah. makes sense no it does make sense okay. i was just thinking of like how some of our parents like i i don't know about you guys but at least like for my parents like it was pretty like traditional in the sense where like oh like it was like kind of like a family friend situation and like you know it evolved like that but it was not 
like a love marriage. I mean, from what I know, it's just like thinking of it kind of like almost in that contract way before in like arranged marriages that I've seen in our community. And it's kind of like, you know, when you feel like you're breaking that contract or something, it's like, what are people going to say? Like, how many people are we going to disappoint because they set up the marriage? Or what is this person going to say? And yeah, it's like, the self-care aspect if everyone in our community just thought like wait what am I gonna think of myself like when I make this decision or who do I like think I am or who am I when I'm with whoever or like who do I even want to be for myself and like that's just not a question that I've seen asked and I know it's privileged to you know, ask that question too, because like, you know, a lot of our parents and like other generations were just in survival mode. They still are in survival mode. So, I mean, if you're trying to survive and like feed your kids and make it in like a country like ours that, you know, doesn't even like make it easy for immigrants, when are you going to stop and think like, Hey, I'm, I'm wondering if like, I really like my husband or not. And you know, he's the one that pays rent because maybe I don't speak English in this country and I can't even do something for myself. So it's just so many layers. And it's like, it's, it's hard to think about, you know, and like, I know growing up, like when I was thinking like, wait, like I've witnessed my parents be unhappy or not do things for themselves at at the other end of it I'm thinking like oh wow like they built this life here that was so difficult and like did raise two children and like where it's hard like for me to even like conceptualize that and meet in the middle of like what am I feeling or thinking I think I mentioned this before in a separate podcast about like with my parents experience of like my mother marrying my father more so of a like survival mode in terms of like her wanting to leave Bangladesh. Like she knew my father was wanting to come to America. She knew that he wanted to study here. So she also knew that that was kind of her escape. She was the the oldest of seven siblings. Her father, my grandfather wanted her to come here for a better opportunity. So that was kind of her like escape. I mean, like, although it wasn't a love marriage per se, it, I mean, it's very clear how much my parents love each other, but definitely growing up and like hearing the arguments, it became more so as like a child, when you witness that, what do you think? Like, oh, that's how relationships are. You're supposed to argue. Mm-hmm. Like, no, none of this shit is normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as you get older, you learn, right? Like, oh, this is this is different. And it got me thinking of like, here we are essentially interrupting all these like cycles, right? So like our, like marriage for us is now a choice. Marriage for them pretty much wasn't. Divorce for us is a choice. Divorce for them pretty much wasn't. So that's like, so like crazy to even think about of like how, like just the four of us here aren't in this generation that like, we have these choices that we can make. Like I essentially I I make a pretty good living I live alone I technically don't ever have to get married if I didn't want to you know like independently I can do without someone I can have my own child without someone like we have these luxuries where unfortunately our parents didn't and so I think that's a, a big perspective for us to like reflect on as well It is crazy hearing you say that we're breaking the cycles. And then I'm like, okay, like, yeah, that is why I'm tired, right? 
Like, because we keep breaking yeah. all these cycles. Yes. Like, I just break a cycle every single day. Like, oh, my God. Um, you know, I hope nomad aunties are, like, listening to our podcast when you said, like, are. you're never going to get married. Like, you just, like, there's, I hope they're there's a few people <laughs> that just rolled over in their bed. Like, who, who's... What are you going to do? Send it to my mom? It's on Instagram. She follows me. Like... Oh, no, it's not going to be your parents. It's going to be the random aunties that are listening. And I care about the opinion. Why? No, we don't. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I wanted to mention earlier about this, like, you're mentioning, oh, like, more people think, like, couples who want to get a divorce, there's like, oh, well, what other people think. All due respect, fuck what they think. When they're six feet deep in the ground, is your opinion going to matter? No, it's not. No. Am I going to take their opinion to the grave with me? No. Some of them are. Some of them are. <laughs> some of them are. And that's not my goddamn problem. <laughs> I know some people that are taking a lot of things with them. That's their burden to bear. I'm not worried about none of that. Like, I do not care. I do not care. I'm not going to inhibit my own happiness just to make you feel satisfied about your opinion. Who are you? That's what? such a big and great statement. And I'm like, I really just wish everyone could experience feeling that i mean it's easier for me because i'm a south asian man let's be real here you know like i like it's like i would just raise in a unique experience my parents are just more westernized like i don't have to worry about these things a lot of people in my position still do they can't say this yet they can't think these things yet you know and i understand that yeah but i think also like us talking about it here and just like openly accepting that and saying it yeah. is definitely like helping other people like kind of unlearn and break their own cycles like wait here's like four people who are in our community talking out loud about like oh i would like do whatever to make myself happy and not care about other people's opinions like like people who look like me yeah. in my age group or whatever else like they like they're doing this exactly so anyone who is listening if you're worried about that one auntie who is a pain you think they're gonna snitch on your mom fuck what they think <laughs> no i think it's it's so refreshing to hear just like that perspective but then of course you're also speaking about like you're putting your intersectionality into it too like you're, you're announcing kind of like your privilege of the fact that you are able to think this way yeah right like not a lot of people are, unfortunately. However, because we are here breaking cycles, hoping that one day they will be able to as well. Yeah, entirely true. And it's crazy because like one of the one of my most recent eye-opening experiences as to how I am with my family was like I was just on the phone with my girlfriend and she was interacting with her parents. And I'm just like, wow, it's like drastically different. I mean, given we're, we're already like in a two completely different cultures, right? And even then I was able to see just like I was able to put my relationship with my family into perspective and really see how different it is. And, you know, and I compare just for the sake of comparing people in my position, my age, South Asian, more traditional families and I'm just like, it's a different world entirely. Like, my relationship with my family is completely different. Like, on holidays, we drink together. Like, it's just like one of those things that is like, what? That's a thing? I'm just like, kind of, yeah, you know? And I'm very, I'm very blessed to be able to say that. You know, there's less pressure on me to conform to a standard. You know, I get to make my own standard, you know? And that's the thing a lot of people can't say. And also, like, the no secrecy. Like, you're not hiding so much. Like, we grow up hiding. Oh, no, I tell my mom every yeah. day. Yeah, we did a whole episode about 
about secrecy. Oh, no, I got I got none of that. None of that. Basically just like hiding relationship and just trying to see how like what kind of lies you can come up with like to to let your parents know like, oh, I'm going to go study. But really, you're going to go see a boy or see your girlfriend. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure you it's like open book for you. <laughs> no, it's like it's the, the funniest thing is now that you mention it. So I've really been wanting a tattoo for a long time, right? Not not like not some corny shit or like whatever. Like I just genuinely like big art pieces. They were all my idols when I grew up. You know, I grew up listening to metal. All my favorite guitarists had like sleeves on, looking all crazy. So I was like, all right, how can I do that but classier, right? Besides the point, I've always wanted one. Since I was like 15, 16, I've had ideas like drawn up and whatever, whatnot. I told my buddy CJ, the one that I told you about, I'm really close with him and his family. And his mom told me just like, yo, just, just get it and ask for forgiveness later. You know, she'll be she'll be mad, but how mad can she be? You know, what is she going to do? Tell you to take it off. And I'm just like, I probably could. But in my head, I can't because I just inherently I need to tell my mom everything. So what did I do? I just bugged her for seven years. Right. Until like a, about a month ago, she asked me, she was just like, we forgot to do something for your birthday. Because when I, by the time, like around the time I was turning 22, my family was were all moving into their own place. So it was busy. I understand. She says, like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, you know, and then my uncle was with us. We were up in like Beacon, New York, you know, just to like, you know, like small town, whatever, have some fun. And he just like, he's 22. Just let him, just let him do it. You know? As I swear to God, like, it was mad funny. He's like, if God decides he's not going up there because of something on his skin, I don't want to be up there anyways. I'm just like, <laughs> I didn't say that. That was not me. But if it works, it works, you know? And it worked. My mom just like, all right, fine, whatever, do it. I was like, nice. yeah, being raised by my mom just made me more open with her. I tell her everything, you know? She was the first person I told her about my girlfriend. She knows that I'm fine now. She knows that she came here. I tell everything, you know, and for me, it's been a lot easier on my own mental health because it's just like, obviously, my mom's like the most important person in my life. So to be able to have complete transparency, stress levels are like down to a minimum on that front. You know, it's like something I don't even have to worry about ever. I can tell her anything. Yeah, because we spoke in that other episode that like having to hide relationships and like what you do like with your friends or whatnot, like it heightens so much anxiety, so much guilt, so much nerves that I'm like, I'm sure you're just like free of and like you won't get like high blood pressure yeah. <laughs> down the line. <laughs> and, it can, and it can also put a strain on that relationship that you're hiding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And just like if I'm with a partner and I'm just like, oh, we can't do this, can't do that, like can't say this or that you know you can't text me past a certain time but it's like if i was on the opposite and i'd be like is she my mom too like i feel i feel parented right now i don't know how i feel <laughs> but it's like but like i fully understand why people would have to do it but i also hate that people have to mm-hmm. do it like i wish like they could like experience that experience with not without having to worry about it you know but it's just like i had this like memory just come up in my head of like one oh my god this is like Whew, I was sweating bullets. Me and my like a boyfriend at the time, I was in college. He was my first boyfriend. I was 19. I had to go to the bank and be my whole family go to the same bank. And so it was the summertime. So during the day, so I'm like, all right, everyone's at work, whatever. Let's like, you can come with me. Like you don't have to be parked outside. So we go, I see my older brother 
I am crying. <laughs> I mean, did he see you? So I saw him first and then I like sprinted, literally sprinted out of there. Bolted out of there. And my ex is like, really? Like, it, it's not like this can't happen. Like he was, he was in Bengali or South Asian. So that was also hard for me to have to explain. Right. I'm like 19, whatever. And then I'm just like, no, not yet. Like this can't happen right now. And he was like, okay, that's fine. But I like, he saw my face and he was like, what, what's wrong? And I'm like, like sweating bullets. <laughs> did you see someone? Did I'm you like, see a oh, ghost? No. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did. Kind of, yeah. I saw my own ghost because you better whoop my ass after you see this. It's like even hearing that story now as like a like a, in 10 years, right? Like from, I guess for me, like I would have been 19, 10 years ago. But I'm like, oh, what kind of survival mode crap is yeah. that? Like where you're like, I just went to get like $3 from my deposit like account. And um, I, I saw my brother and I had to run out. And now I have palpitations. It's like, oh, oh my God. It's mad funny because the first day that my girlfriend like landed here like our airbnb didn't open until like like late afternoon and she got here like six o'clock in the morning right so we just like we got breakfast somewhere near near me and then we just stayed at my place i had to finish up some work so she was just resting and then i was home alone at that point you know i told my dad I was like, oh she's coming blah 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 blah. just like leave me alone sorry <laughs> but just leave me alone and we were scot-free great not that i was hiding i just didn't want her to meet anybody yet you know like she just met me it's just weird as we're leaving our uber's downstairs we i got a suitcase i got my bags i'm gonna be away from home for the next eight nights you know get to the front and get to the door to the airbnb she, she looks at me she's like is that your dad i look up i was like as soon as i turn away i see him turn towards me i was like ah shit now you gotta have a conversation he's gonna start grilling her because my dad is just like that he just be like grilling people for no reason i was like yo like can we can i get like a week before we have this conversation <laughs> like but it was just, it was just, it was just so funny. It reminded me of that. Yeah. Wow. I like we touched on so many different topics, and like yeah. it was just such a good deep dive on everything. And I like had so much fun. Same. Oh my god, I laughed today. I'm so happy. <laughs> no, thank you so much for joining us. This is really great. I appreciate it. All right, Kim. I love being here every time. And that wraps up for this month's episode. I want to give another big thank you to our special guest, Zawad, for joining us a second time around and sharing his childhood experiences and how it shaped him to be who he is today. A link to his first album will be added to the description below. Please show Zawad some love. And we will be back next month with another new episode. Stay safe, everyone. Bye! 